This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ipswich Town's rich modern history in the FA Cup continues with National League South side Maidstone, the beneficiaries of Ipswich Town's <laughs> lovely welcome to Portman Road. Welcome to Giant Killers Anonymous. This is the Blue Monday podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing the town up or down since 2015. This is the flagship show and we go live every Sunday at eight o'clock on YouTube and shortly afterwards on podcast to talk about the latest goings on at Portman Road and further afield. Uh, joining me um, to make sense of this and, and you know, we there's lots. This is going to be the heaviest caveated show I think we've ever done, but we're going to make sense of it. Uh, we are going to try try and dissect it all we can but dave one of those days one of those days isn't it eh? yeah yeah feeling i think i'm feeling better about it now last i, I don't know how i felt yesterday i think more shock i don't know about you coming out of the ground yesterday and I'm, i walked home yesterday and um yeah kind of sort of shocked and then did force myself to watch most of it back and i did force myself to watch match of the day sort of oh. a bit of see, well, I, yeah well you know i no did play. just to, just to, just to see really was it really, were we really that bad? And I mean, yeah, I mean, other than the two goals, big caveat, I don't <laughs> think we were really. Is that all? Uh, Joe's joined us. Joe has raced against time. It's like a Top Gear challenge from back in the day. The longest TGI Fridays experience I've had since Oxford away in summer night 2019. But he's here resplendent in his pink goalie shirt. And and the one with the, I think, yes, yeah, the new badge, isn't it, that makes it rare. But he's got... He's got the pink one on. Joe, how, how how are your emotions? How are you feeling after Saturday? Um, I'm sort of over it already, to be fair now. It was one of those ones I, I could just feel my stomach sinking through the, sort of the last 15, 25 minute. minutes of the game. Yeah. It, was just, I, it was just like, we're not, we're not going to turn this around. And I could just feel it going and going. And then... So when it left, I had to get I had to get straight out because I had to get away. And then got in the car, like my son started like crying. And I'm like, <laughs> so I think because he was so upset, yeah. I had to then sort of maybe get over it a bit quicker, sort of to be the responsible. Oh, this happened because we had so many shots. It was lucky once in life. So I sort of maybe had to get the sort of defeat out of my system quicker than most because I had to sort of be a responsible dad rather than just joining him crying in the car. Did, did, I think, you pull over, did you pull over somewhere, Joe, and buy him a box of paninis or something? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. football cards, not the bread. Type. Not a bread, yeah, not a sandwich. Yeah, well, I think I think that sets the Joe set the tone really well. We are going to try and be the responsible adults and try and make sense of this all because I think I, I posted it in in the Blue Monday Telegram. It's kind of the the acceptance change kind of curve. We were all in kind of anger denial bargaining and what have you so i think we're a few hours on i think we're going to try and make sense of it we're obviously not going to as i said heavily caveated show this week we're not we're not going to go through the game blow by blow because there'll be about 40 odd chances to talk about and 38 of them for Ipswich. so we're going to try and understand it we're going to try and figure out the context the bigger context and whether it matters at all um and look ahead to uh, what should hopefully be a busy week in the transfer window and deadline day slamming or well, the window slamming shut on Thursday as it is. And then 
Preston away. But we'll um was we'll say hello to folk in the chat. As I said, it's kind of a little bit of therapy. We put it in the, the Twitter post earlier, so um it, we want to hear from, from you as well. But you know, try and keep your emotions in check if you can. I'm sure everyone will. Uh, good evening to Jason. Um, calmed down now after yesterday's result. Uh, Paul is here as well. Um, fellow sufferers, he said. Um, well, one in a hundred game, other 99 matches we win um, by five or more. Freak result. Um, let them up the road laugh, he says. They won't be at season's end. Um, very quickly, um, I'm going to... Uh, it, would it be better or worse to lose to a team in the kind of EFL 92 or would it be better to lose to Mason? If you're going to lose at home on national TV, would you want to, if like West Brom Wolves, obviously lots of weird goings on today at that ground, obviously not the scenes that none of us want to see, but you wouldn't, if we'd lost the Norwich to one yesterday, would that hurt oh, more Dave? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, you just get it tenfold. I did actually, I, I have to confess, I did force myself last night to have a quick peek over at, Roth of the Barkley as well, which was I, I seldom do, but I thought I'm just going to see what it's. Oh, it was just horrific. So, would I rather have lost the Maidstone and give them their day rather than Norwich? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and 100%. Joe, this this point here from from Ashley as well. Um, don't like seeing teams win at Portman Road, but no issues yesterday with the celebrations for Maidstone. Um, George Ellacobe enjoying it pre, during and post-match. Um, are, are you of a similar school of thought to Ashley that, you know, good on them? Stephen, who we see from the Stone Stage podcast that we met on Thursday, you can't begrudge him yesterday or Saturday, can you? No, and I didn't. I didn't hang about for the celebrations, but there was a few. As I was walking out, a few people were like, "Oh, fair play to them." They sort of done it. It, it was quite a sort of muted atmosphere there. And, and I guess like everything you've heard from Ella Kobe, he seems like a really good guy, really decent guy, and he's been very respectful. And I think the they travelled down in great numbers, had a great time, and it wasn't like it was a giant killing where basically every single thing needed to go right or in. Like a free kick, give a penalty not to be given. The ball to hit the post and bounce out. Every single thing needed to happen one way for them to win, and it did. It wasn't like they came here, kicked us off the park, sort of. I wouldn't would say cheated or anything like that, but they, they didn't play the, the game in a dirty fashion. They came and played a proper game of football, got a number of huge slices of luck along the way. Yeah, they took their chances when they came and walked away with the victory. It wasn't a game that left a sort of bad taste in your mouth but it is probably the worst result in the country as a result yeah it's an embarrassing result is an embarrassment but i didn't think the performance was an embarrassment i didn't think it was one where you walk out the game disgusted with the team you just walked out of there almost like sh- sh- shaking your head with a rueful smile thinking how on earth has that just happened it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a Barrow or Lincoln where both. If I remember both those games, we barely had an effort on target, did we? Barely. Yeah, barely and they were replays, and, and we and were they, lucky yeah. to get replays in both of them. Yeah, we yeah. were. We were, to be fair. So, look, just one of those, as you said, one of those incredible, incredible days. That, and, and you know, the FA Cup is well and alive with the magic of the cup and all that. But these results happen from time to time, and unfortunately, it happened to us. It's Shouldn't us, have yeah. done, perhaps, but. No. And, and you look at you look at match of the day. I watched that as well, and they they don't even show like Edmonton missing the free no. free headers from six yards out. Aluko scuffing that shot wide. Probably there was probably four big chances that weren't even shown on there, and they still showed ten chances that we had. And I think it's clear to anyone who watched it and saw it that it was just a freak a freak game. We were. 38 shots to do and you lose 2-1 it's what I think people would be describing as FMing on their football managering <laughs> yes. and the, the shots were of decent quality and I say I kiss a death I said to my wife after about 15 minutes or like maybe about 10 minutes this is going to be a long long afternoon for Maidstone and it turned out <laughs> not to be but no oh, again let's... you know those shots hit the post in the first half and stuff like that oh. you kind of shrug it off do you think oh well, yeah one will go in in a minute and then that, that'll be it you know it'll be yeah. three four five but yeah I guess the longer it the longer it went longer it went on the more you kind of think yeah okay uh-oh yeah, well, uh, you know, a lot of similar thought here to, to FPL, uh, who was in the Greyhound pre-match. Uh, we were all very happy and smug going into <laughs> in the Greyhound, weren't we? Uh, so important we respond well on the pitch the next week, you know, um, and off the pitch 
clearly Mark Ashton a lot of work to do. But I mean, that's that's the real quiz, isn't it? Let's be honest. The, the likelihood of us winning this competition, in terms of trying to contextualise it, was always very low. Anyway, we might, you know, clearly when we got Maidstone at home, you want to think that we get through that one and maybe get a nice plum tie fifth round. I mean, in, in another world, it's Coventry and Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, horrible. Well, horrible spoiler horrible. alert, which I, I mean, don't think this is awful. I, I mean, don't think right. we would have wanted anyway, would we? But No, chance of getting, you know, I suppose, decent chance of well, Coventry flying a bit, but yeah, probably possibly a decent chance of getting through, but no, horrible, horrible draw, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, fair play to them. Good away, another good away day for them, wherever they go. Yeah, um, Gary says this is, as you guys have said, this is not Lincoln or Barrow away. Uh, we played okay. You know, there's going to be different emotions in there, of course. We, we're, not, we're not here to tell you what to think, folks, so you can have your views here. I mean, um, Graham's not particularly happy, uh, no excuses. Um, but I think a lot of people, guys, probably before we just get into some of the, the detail of the game itself, a lot of people saying it's how we it's how we deal with it next Saturday that counts. If we beat Preston, of course, in the national media, it's going to be about Maidstone, and it should be about Maidstone. Of course it is. I don't think a huge amount of people are taking aim at us, are they? Um, and it's, it's mainly Maidstone's success that they're focusing on. But got to, we've kind of got to beat Preston now, haven't we, Dave? Because otherwise it looks yeah, this, like look, this it, is maybe giving us a bit of a knock. This is a pivotal week, isn't it? We always knew it was going to be, you know, whatever the result yesterday, given the closing of the transfer window and our, you know, our shortage of a striker or strikers, to be fair. Um so yeah, then very much so. The next next three or four days is going to be fairly critical to our season, I think, and obviously um, very very critical that we bounce back in good fashion against Preston on um, Preston on Saturday. Yeah, you're right. A win against Preston on Saturday, and it will never look. This will never be forgotten, as you say. And year after year, this will now come up. Obviously, we know that. But um, yeah, a win a win against Preston is the is the is the bigger picture, and um, yeah, will help settle people down. I think. Yeah, should we should we get into it? Let's let's talk about the game, and then we can kind of talk about what next. Um, I think probably what I have in mind. Well, let's talk about our lineup first and foremost. There's not a huge amount of insight that we can provide you on on Maidstones apart from XITFC George Fowler not in the team. Um, that would have been an interesting, I guess, dimension to it as well. But otherwise, I think a few key players returned for them who'd been missing. Certainly, they rotated a few at Braintree the draw midweek prior to that. So. Yeah, um, um, Aggie Pong came back in, um, Manny Duku as well. Um, but yeah, George Fowler. Um, yeah, George Fowler was in the team, was he? Let me put the let me put it up on the screen and then that will help me, won't it? It was, it um, was him that fouled Sarmiento. Yeah, it is, it is. Oh, is it? <laughs> okay, yeah, it is. Fine. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and blocks Nathan Broadhead shot within 30 seconds. Oh, well, then he's 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 made an impact then. I apologise to he George. He was fairly critical. There we yeah. go. Um, oh, that's not worked, is it? Apologies, guys. Um, let me go. Let's go through the Ipswich team because it's easier to talk about them. Ten changes. In hindsight, Joe, uh, we, well, we could do the how did you feel at 11.30 <coughs> and how do you feel now? Is ten changes and the personnel that came in, was that enough for you? Yeah, I, I think it was what was to be expected. I The only... I put the team that I thought it would be in and the only things that I got wrong were I had um, Axel Tunzabi at right back with Wolfenden at centre-back and I had um, Marcus Harness instead of Sonny Aluka. They were the two that I thought would would start. Sort of probably half forgetting that Harness started on Monday night against Leicester. Yeah. I, and just, I, I don't know. I'm just not a... And I, I, didn't, I didn't think he did as badly as someone made up, but I'm just not a massive fan of Don Ball at right back. It just seems a sort of waste of time for me. Yeah, uh, th- uh, this is the foot mob representation of the lineup, as you say, is definitely very much Don Ball at, at right back rather than, um, yeah, sorry, Don Ball at right back rather than Zabi. Morsey comes in. I don't think, Dave, there was any surprises that Morsey having had a, f- a few weeks out. No. Um, that he came in. Um, Jack Taylor alongside him. Yeah, I, I guess the selections of Taylor and Broadhead largely about confidence for league matches given they've not been able to contribute a great deal of late <laughs> yeah you would think you would think so yeah yeah i expect i expected them both to play yeah and i think it was fairly well documented that perhaps we were going to go up um with broadhead as plan as the sort of nine yep and and your thoughts on that as well that that experiment and is that a signal to to mark ashton to, to get some deals done or i think a very it, big I think the reddest of the reddest of flags. I think that one what, probably. Yeah. No, yeah. Where was where was Caden Jackson? Yes, I haven't I haven't seen Don't that note anyway because he wasn't even on the bench, was he? No. So and obviously had Broadhead and then Buabo coming on to replace him. So there was just no no strikers effectively in the match day twenty yesterday. And I say it's a difficult one. You, you score one of those early chances and 
no, there's no there's no talk about the team, is there? No, true. But no. On, on paper, Joe, and I'll, and I'll put it back on the screen. Um, I think we were talking about it in Telegram. You know, Sarmiento's in that team. Hutchinson's in that team. Um, there, there is enough quality there, and even the players no. that have come in, that, that these are at worst top end League One players. They maybe not quite yet Championship. Maybe you know, again after the fact, Aluko's slowing down a little bit. He's his best days are, are maybe in his career. Well, definitely in his career behind him. But again, talented player, capable of of making a difference, isn't he? So you kind of look at that team and think. That's enough, isn't it? Against the National League South team. Well, yeah, I, I guess it's just sorry. where oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I guess it's where we've where we think we've got weaknesses <clears> at the moment, which is probably fullback and striker. And you've got no Brandon Williams, you've got no Janoy Danassian, so you are weak at fullback and they and so you end up with Don Ball and Cameron Humphrey starting. I personally like seeing Humphreys there instead of Davis, but it is mm-hmm. a huge drop off. And then we're weak at strike and you start with Nathan Broadhead up front, which sort of weakens you in another area of the team and puts somebody who's maybe not quite suited to that nine role to start the game against a defence like that. Yeah, so it's it's the areas in the squad which we know are struggling either through injury or lack of personnel. And when you change everyone, they're the areas of the team which are weaker, aren't they? Yeah, and we've not talked about the keeper as well, Dave and Christian Walton coming in. No surprises in that respect, but we no, know he's that it. Yep. They're, they're different, very different keepers, aren't they? Yeah, he's played in every cup game so far. Um, you do notice. I mean, who would have thought this? You do notice uh, just the general drop off in um, in in play from the you know in play playing out of the area with his feet, but. Um, no, you know that. Looking at that side, that had more than enough, more than enough quality. Should have had more than enough quality. And when you look at some of the sides we've put out in recent years in cup ties, goodness me, yeah, that um, that's certainly one of our stronger ones, isn't it? Yeah. Should we should we take it up to the point of the goal? We'll talk we'll talk through um, Reynolds's goal um, in a bit. But in in terms of prior to that, um, oh, oh, Dave, let's go with you. Um, I mean, it was a. It was, possessionally, territorially, it was it was a one way traffic, wasn't it? And there are so many of these chances that you just yeah, think I mean, you score one at least one of them. The game is entirely different, but the story is we don't. I mean, the ones that hit the post, you know, Sarmiento was it's the inside of the post, a deflection one from Hutchinson, the deflection from Sarmiento that skims a bar. Again, it's, someone said 90, the game 99 out of 100. 99 out of 100, one of those goes in. You know, for, for sure one of those goes in. Um, it was a missed chances. But the, 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 I don't deem those to be missed chances. It was the, you know, the Aluko, the Edmondson header was probably... Mm. Was that the worst of the lot, maybe? I mean, He's so close headers. in, isn't he? As in, I he mean, should be getting on target. Score there. Um, like he closed his eyes, I think. Broadhead, mm. did he really show much conviction? And he opens himself up that side foot finish. Christ, just hammer it left foot for Christ's sake you know um, and the Aluko miss that's bad miss really drags it doesn't it? he he's got could so he much time a, could he take a touch I think he could yeah. take a touch there he just panics and himself. drags it ironically if we're 1-0 up then he probably does take a touch and he just passes it in for 2-0 for and we go on and win the game 4 of you know 4 or 5 so but you still even all those chances came quite early on I mean I think all those chances you know hitting the, the woodwork and those three chances all in the first 25 minutes, probably, yep. certainly first half, probably. Yep. So, yeah, I suppose the, the longer it goes on without a goal, you think, okay, it'll come. Because, let's face it, they hadn't been out of their half, had they? No, they had not no, been no. out of their half, let alone around our box. They hadn't been out of their half. So you think it's going to come, but then... <laughs> yeah, well, we have a corner, don't we, Joe? Sarmiento sweeps in the corner, probably sticks a little bit too much on that corner. It's hooked away. And talk to us about all the things that go wrong from that point onwards. Well, because I, I was sitting in the South Upper, so you get quite a good overview well, of what's going jump. on. And um, <laughs> as soon as the ball was with that guy on the right, you just thought, oh, well, I won't well. say what I thought, because <laughs> we'll, we'll lose our monetization on the ball. <laughs> but um, you could just see it open up, and it was just so open. And at first, you couldn't really tell what's gone wrong, but I've seen it back, and obviously... Don Ball gets sort of dragged. Morsey's chasing down to the line and Don Ball gets dragged in and then he sees the bodies and he goes back with them and it was noted on the telegram today and Amari Hutchinson wins that corner but he he sort of is injured at the corner and he's hobbling about and then it's his man that runs off him and he just doesn't he doesn't go with him so I don't know. Ball Ball needs to stay and try and sweep up in the middle, and Hutchinson needs to go with him, and le- and they need to have left Morsey with it. But yeah, it's a really really poor goal, and yeah, it's a it's a brilliant finish. He goes in, but like Walton again is 
I, it's difficult to know. Is, is he where he should be? He looks like he's a little bit in no man's land. He sort of comes out but leaves too much of it there. But then when, when someone's running in on goal from 40 yards as a keeper, there's not huge amounts you can do. So I wouldn't put a huge amount of blame at his door. It's just to let in a goal like that, of that style against a National League south side, is embarrassing. Defensively, it's embarrassing, isn't it? To yeah. Let in a goal like that. And I'm sure... McKenna, Per, and the rest of the staff will be pulling their hair out of how how badly we defended that. Yeah, from our own set piece as well. I mean, you have to give a huge amount of credit, as oh. we said, to Lamar Reynolds for the not not only for the finish, Dave, but the the running, the pace to get in well, there. Right, I not look, just that, the ball. The, it's a great ball, ball from as well. Sol, yeah. It's a great ball. You know, sort of gets out Perfect. of the almost half volleys it, doesn't he? And I think we should make a bigger player, Hutchison. There. Hutchison looks like he's trying to get back and just can't, whether he's got, a, you know, he's just hobbling, isn't he? I don't mm. think he sort of runs and then half stops and then he realises he can't he can't affect things. Um, the only criticism of Walton there, could he stand up? Could he stand up there and make himself bigger there? He kind of half sort of goes down. What a great finish. I mean, the lad gets it out of his feet, first of all, with a great touch, gets out in front of him. And it's just a brilliant hats off to this brilliant, brilliant finish because you know he won't have ever had a bigger moment and probably it's his first goal of the season as well. By the way, unbelievable finish to be fair, the, the composure he shows. But my only, like I said, my only criticism of Walton, yes, you someone said he was in no man's land. Could he just stand up there and make himself bigger there? But fair play to the finish. Or if he stays on his line, you know, he's got a yeah. <laughs> or if he stays on his line, he's perhaps Maybe. yeah, um, it gives him more to think about. Lewis here, Ladke would have been on halfway, would have likely sloughed it out. Would he have been? Uh, I think oh, that was, oh, I'm not sure he would have been that far out, Lewis. He takes I think, that from very deep. I think it's, yeah, given it's such a quick breakaway, I'm not sure necessarily Ladke might be in halfway, but yeah, we can only speculate really, can't we? But yeah, I, uh, I huge. Think it was noticeable in the second half when they were sort of knocking balls forward, just sort of how deep Walton was. He was sort of standing on the edge of the box and sort of coming forward to get them where Pladke would be sort of 15, 20 yards higher and mm. sort of keeping the pace of the game up sort of thing. But I, I, don't, I think on that one, I don't think it would have made a difference. I think the difference is normally on a corner, Wolfie doesn't go up for corners. He stays back and he's yeah. the one that covers it all and he's got the pace to get himself out of trouble and he reads the game well where... I say Don Ball's not a natural fullback, and mm. he's sort of back there, and he's he gets he gets pulled towards the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Place there, and it's, in terms of narrative, in terms of uh, trying to you know choreograph the game for want of a better phrase, perfect time to score, right? Just before, oh, just before just... forty-four minutes, I think it is, isn't it? You know, <laughs> no time for us really to settle and you know try to regroup and and get back at them. Um, so perfect time to score, a lovely pile on, and and yeah, lots of thinking about stuff would you joe would you have made any changes at half time obviously never um, made to be sort of blunt shawnee aluko was really struggling from about he looked really sharp for the sort of first 15 20 minutes and then after that he seemed to just i wouldn't say he ran out of puff he just he just didn't seem nothing went right from him from that point onwards and he looked really he, he looked like when we were totally on top and the, and the game was in the final third he looked relatively sharp at the start but he just sort of drifted out of the game badly and it almost became more of a hindrance and a help to us as a team and I know I'd, I think I'd have probably looked to have got Marcus Harnison maybe not at half time but maybe sort of five minutes into the second half but as, probably as early as I could I'd have probably looked to have made a change there I think where I noticed it, he was in a foot race for his centre-half and he had a couple of yards on him, didn't he? Um, sort of coming in towards the edge of the penalty area down the right. Must have been before they scored in the centre-half. Just He gave him two or three yards in the centre-half, just sort of like breeze past him and, you know, took the ball off. And you think, yeah, OK, you really are sort of that's showing your age. But, yeah, perhaps your time, is, your time has come. But, yeah, it's a shame for him. I get, uh, Joe, one player who I think stood out um, and made an impact and is obviously going to have probably the most you know, important impact for Ipswich in this match that obviously we've gone to lose is Jeremy Sarmiento. Had a really good first half, buzzing everywhere. Liked the fact that him and Hutchinson kind of buddy up at times as well, which was quite good. Um, a lot of threat from out wide, but also cutting in and takes his goal really well, doesn't he? Maybe a little deflection, but yeah, good goal. Yeah, he made some really positive runs with the ball didn't he I think there was one in the, the one in the first half which ends up clipping the bar from the deflection just sort of skips through the midfield and I thought he was yeah his use of the ball was good he worked really hard he got back and forth and I say he's just a, he's just a lovely player to watch isn't he the, once he gets in full flow and yeah really decent ball into him and he takes a shot relatively early but it's one of those ones sort of back across the keeper where you 
if you get it through the defender's legs, the keeper's not really got a chance of getting there, and it's it's in, and you think, oh, here we go, sort of straight straight to back on the attack, and we'll win this one, sort of two, three, four, one. I know that's sort of people messaging me like saying, oh, Ipswich are still two to one to win by sort of more than one goal. They're going to score in the first fifteen minutes of the half, and then they'll win it because they are just so on top, sort of thing. And I think everyone was just expecting that to happen. Uh, quickly. Um, to Trevor's point here, uh, interested that he was taken off. Your thoughts on that one? Well, I mean, there was the the goal goes in, and there is a, like a triple sub that's readied, isn't there? Like McKenna has had enough um, at fifty two minutes or whatever, fifty three minutes, and so this you know the cavalry cavalry is called for. The goal goes in at the same time, and he goes ahead with the substitution. But I don't think Samienta was taken off at that point, was he? I'm trying to remember. No, that was a, that was a two fullbacks and yeah, and a Luca um, possibly went a Luca. Yeah, that was a two fullbacks and a Luca. That Bravo point. comes in, doesn't he? Yeah. Further on was Hutchinson and Samienta. Yeah, mm. your thoughts with whether Samienta stays on a bit longer, perhaps? That was to Trevor's point. Well, well, again, I mean, look, I mean, to be to be fair, look, you replace it, you know, you replaced him with well, who Samianto was directly replaced with well, Bob, I suppose, to a degree. But Burn, Burns came on. Was look at me looking at Burns came on as well, didn't he? So, yeah, you've sort of, yeah, I can see perhaps with one eye maybe on next week. I mean, it's one-one, um, or is it? Sorry, no, he comes. Was, they've just scored at that point, haven't they? Yep. Yeah, because the fullbacks. I mean, I don't know. I think we just needed to try, needed to try something different. I wouldn't surprise maybe Hutchison went off. I thought Hutchison had a half decent game as yep. well yesterday. I thought his end product was pretty good. You know, shots off, shots. good save, good saves by the keeper and stuff. But um, yeah, you know, look, look who was on the pitch by then. Chaplin was on the, you know, Chaplin Burns um, still should have been whether he's on there or not. It still should have been enough, shouldn't it? Yeah, well, let's talk about that as well before we talk about the, the second goal. Um, on my list of conspiracy theories, the, the chat has got there first. Uh, here's Chris Rand, who I saw at halftime. And then the haircut comes on. And uh, Neil uh, Burns and his um, naughty word haircut, his fault. Uh, Jason, uh, Burns haircut, what do we think? I mean, this is... Um, um, Colin's a big fan of it. It reminded me of, do you remember Alistair McGowan used to have a, his own little hmm. football impression show on BBC Two? And he um, he he once did an Ipswich Town impression and it was when Ian Marshall cut off his huge, massive, long hair and couldn't score a goal, I think it was. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about Wes Burns' hair or shall I move on? The, the alternative is, David, that you have to talk us through the, se- the second goal for Maidstone. Um, I think I'd rather talk you through the second goal. To be fair, <laughs> God, I think I'd rather I'd rather talk you talk you through it. Christ. Is there a foul on Sarmiento first? Yes. Almost? Well, there is. Yeah. It's not. It's not immediately evident, is it? It's not. You know, from where we are. I don't know if you could see it. I was. I think I was fairly. I could see you over the far side where I was sitting yesterday, Joe. Um, and you couldn't really detect it. it looked at first, so he's just. You know, he's trying to carry the ball inside, and he didn't give the ball away at all yesterday. Until and you think, oh god, that's really poor. You know, he's just got muscled out of that. Then obviously, when you look back at the uh, at the slow mo and stuff, I mean, Fowler's got half his shirt, and maybe in, is there enough for him to? To, to fall, I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. But it's not great control, is it? He's kind of he runs into a little. For bit of once, it's not great he? control. But he has got a bunch of his shirt. Quite clearly, you yeah. see it back. He's got a bunch of his shirt. And Taylor, who you know, he was uh, how you know he was perfectly positioned five ten yards away, probably. But yeah, didn't 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 get the decision. And but again, it's 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 incredibly similar to the first goal, really, a bit further up the pitch, where you know the the guy makes a late run from late run for midfield again. Good from Reynolds again. The ball was great, perfectly weighted ball. And again, like like the first goal, the lad um, the lad Corn just gets it out of his feet with a great first touch. Edmondson looking at the goal back. Could he could he slide there? Could he really go really slide and take all right risk giving a pen away? But again, does Walton? He gets beaten on his near post. All right, the guy's only twelve yards out, and it's a good strike left foot inside his near post. But could he do more? Possibly, I don't know, but it's, again, it's just another bad goal. And again, I think I think the original run from the from the lad Corn, I think he runs off the back of probably Morsey. I think, um, yeah, it's a tight finish. It's a nice ball, but again, it's very very similar to the first goal. And Joe, in terms of conspiracy theories, did you see the extra kind of the double touch that Corn has with his standing no. foot before he strikes with his with his left? Yeah, it he, sort of flicks off his right, doesn't it? As he takes it away from Edmondson. <laughs> Oh, does it just it? lifts it, yeah. Yeah. It was just yeah. But like I say earlier in the pod, everything that had to go right for them went right. Every tiny little thing that 
that was the only way they were going to beat us. And it's the one where it's a foul on some end, so it's not giving the ball, picks up and goes in. But again, it's a, it's a good finish, isn't it? Sort of, you, you're in a good position. There was still a lot to do from when they won the ball back, and they still had mm. to play two passes, and those passes had to be spot on, and they were. So it's all about in these games when you've I say these players they're chasing the ball around not touching the ball much when when you get the ball it's then very very difficult to make the right decisions because you're knackered you haven't touched it much to actually do what they want to do and execute it perfectly as they did for both their goals in all phases of the attack show some real some real quality yep and that's all they needed to do really um there are chances Joe just to finish off the kind of match action um chances for Burns aren't there a couple of them yeah and one he seems to just Blaze it! I, I I didn't see a replay of that, and he hits it so hard, okay. and it's like, could you not hit the target there? And there was a header that the keeper clawed out the top corner. Chaplin obviously has the header from the scramble. There was the penalty shout on Edmondson, which looked like a penalty to me all day long. Yeah. Um, there was, I say, there was just chance after chance, really, wasn't there? But the keeper was the keeper was making good saves, but not spectacular saves but he was still in the right place at the right time slowing slowing the game down and doing doing what he needed to do but it felt like we didn't um we the 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 football gods were against us yesterday we weren't going to get back into that game and when you look at the what it what a draw would have meant as opposed to a defeat and it means we'd have had another midweek game at Maidstone which on a 5G pitch or which chances yeah. are we'd have which chances are we'd have probably won no disrespect Maybe. to Maidstone I think they'd agree with that we'd have gone there and beaten them we'd have had another midweek game the sort of Tuesday Wednesday before the Plymouth mm-hmm. game so I think losing it was better than drawing I think I'd, obviously I'd prefer to win any time but when you look at it now you see Leeds drew at Plymouth they've got to go down to Plymouth next midweek that's a whole week's training disrupted for one game which yeah, they yeah. don't need mm. Southampton. And Southampton have got the same at Watford I know yep. that's at home so it's not as bad but if they then get through that they, they've then got another midweek game and I think the fourth round with the with the way it's set up with the midweek fifth round ties the fourth round is the time to get knocked out of the cup if you can, but ideally you get knocked out playing well against a good side and you just don't quite get over the line. Like we did last year against Burnley, for example, you go there and you lose. But again, that was still a replay. That was still an extra game that we didn't need. But yeah, it's we're probably in a good position now when you look at when you look at it then you look at the draw, that would have been Coventry or Sheffield Wednesday away from home yeah, horrible. on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Not not an exciting game, not a big no. game, but but a whole week disrupted to have it because all if the game's on the Tuesday, you then travel up there on the Monday, you have that there the Tuesday, Wednesday's recovery, you're in for a light session on Thursday, and then all of a sudden the next game's there. So I much prefer to be out of it now and McKenna having four weeks, yeah. Like, not, like, obviously, it's, it, it is an embarrassment to lose yep. to how we did yesterday, but it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't. We weren't outplayed, were we? I mean, that's the difference with no, the no. kind of barrier games, isn't it? You know? And now we're sort of the old adage: concentrate on the league, and yeah, we will concentrate on the league now. And yeah, no we've choice. now just got we've now just got to get the same amount of points as Southampton do over the next eighteen yep. games, and we'll be in the Premier League. Dave, I, let's I get your I, just very quickly. Uh, I'll get your I'll get your summings up in a second because I wanted to put on the screen for you the match stats before we move away from the game itself and the attacking momentum graph, which I don't think I've seen posted yet. So I thought I'd dig out the which we do first. Let me do the stats first. Um, so yeah, there's the stats: seventy eight percent possession, which is probably. Not as much as I thought, actually, but nearly four XG, 38 total shots, 13 of which are on target, six big chances. Six big chances missed as well, Dave. Um, 11 corners to nil. Um, but here's the... Sorry for those of you um, who are listed. Go on, sorry. Go, what the, go back to the passes there. 99 against 597. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, 597 accurate passes for, to their 99, of which 50% were accurate. Yeah, 88% okay. um, accuracy. For those um, listening on the podcast, Dave, um, the the graph has got blue for us, and it's kind of like a brownie orange for, for mates. So just, just describe for those listening on podcasts what the attacking momentum graph looks like. <laughs> Can you, can you see any brownie orange in there? There's a little. It's like a, it's like a succession of blue skyscrapers, basically, you, as you can describe it. It's like the Home Alone oh uh, logo. God. I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing. I know you've got. You know, you can see where the goals are. There's a show the goals. You can see where the goals are highlighted. But take those away. If you'd have shown that to anybody and said, "What was the score in this game?" 
what was the score in this game and what were they said five six i don't know it's yeah. um i think the writing writing on the wall for me was that chaplin header which was even a head i think it came off his shoulder the one with joe said he sort of palmed up in the air and it was almost like a 10-man scrum in the six yard box it was like primary school football in the playground wasn't it everyone trying to get a swipe of the ball and someone's laying on top of it so when that kind of didn't fall for us a go in i thought yeah this is this is not gonna not gonna happen not gonna happen um and you said shared joe's sentiments you know we've got eight minutes of added time that was mentioned in the chat were you kind of hoping just to save face that we get an equalizer or or not really yeah, look, I wouldn't be over uber critical of the ref or anything yesterday, but he got certainly got that right, eight eight minutes. And I, to be fair to them, I don't think they overtime Christ, I've seen a lot oh. worse, lot worse this season. I really don't think they overdid that at all. Um, yeah, a little bit here and there, but not to any massive extent like we've seen. So um look, fair play to them, eight minutes and we didn't we didn't really create. In fact, perhaps the only time they got the third time I got deep in a half was as the whistle went right at the end where they chipped the ball to the corner and the, and the, and the guy ran it down in Edmondson, you know, right in the corner. Yeah. So a tough one to take, but you just got to try and, we just got to try and move on from it. And, move on. And as, as you said, you know, um, everyone will be lifted big. If, you know, we know it's been going on a sign in or two this week. We'll give everybody a lift. No doubt. If big, if still, and then um, a win at Preston and, as I said at the start, this will never be forgotten because it's going to come up year on year on year. But um, look, yeah, the bigger picture is still there. Yep. It'd feel far worse getting knocked out if we if we were sitting, I don't know, 15th, eight points out of the 10 points, eight points out of the playoffs. I mean, how far, how how worse would that be? You know, with a, oh, at least we've got a cup run, Maidstone at home, at least fifth round, well, first time for like 16 years or whatever it is. But um, yeah, you just got to take it, I'm afraid. Yeah, you're kind of thinking Ronnie Radford, Roy Essendo, was it? Mickey Thomas, maybe, yeah, and Lamar Reynolds. Good on them. Good and on I them. can sympathise that everyone out there who's posted everyone, it shouldn't happen. And as Joe quite rightly said, yes, it is an embarrassment and it shouldn't have happened, but it was just one of those days. The magic of the cup. Yep. I'm gonna, we'll, uh, we'll do five, ten minutes more on this and then we never have to talk about it again. I've got my conspiracy theories that I want us to tick off along the way. Then more. we'll get... There are, I've, I haven't even scratched the surface, Dave. Here we go. Um, if you've got a question for the guys, um, particularly transfer business, particularly Preston related, because I think we're going to try and we've done our best on Maidstone. I don't think we want to rate that one over when too you, much. Um, when you say conspiracy theory, I'm trying to think, is there a grassy knoll on Oldman Road wreck or something? I'm not, is, is there? I'm not sure. <laughs> There's a drone above the stadium. Is there, is there a deposit? <laughs> depository. <laughs> yeah. Caroon book depository. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll quickly go through those, but yeah, stick a queue in front of your, your question so I can find it. We'll come back to those. We'll talk about the transfer window. We'll talk about Preston a little bit. Um, but firstly, let's, um, let's hear from uh, Innovation Labs, who are our partners here on the flagship show. Innovation Labs, providing co-working and innovation hubs across East Anglia. We're the perfect place for remote workers, freelancers, startups, or innovators to do business. Our unique member network creates extensive business development and collaboration opportunities. Hot desks are available from £20 a day or £99 per month, with business coaching also available from £50. Innovation Labs, turning your ideas into multi-million pound businesses. Located in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, with new sites in Thetford, Norwich and Kuala Lumpur, opening soon. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
I hope that wasn't as loud as it was last week for those watching on YouTube, but I'm not 100% sure I put the right one there. So apologies if that was too loud. Can, but I, we, oh, go on. can I just say something? What I like about the new Innovation Labs is the new offices in what is it, Norwich, Thetford and Kuala Lumpur. Kuala bit of Lumpur. an outlier. Bit of yeah. an outlier. It's a bit of a think. commute from, from East Anglia, that one is. And fair play to Mikey, professional as always. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that Norwich got a little bit of a special read as well. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you to Innovation Labs for their continued support. Right, let's go through my... We'll tick these off really quickly. Uh, we talked about Burns Haircut. Tick. Halo's sponsorship has been an absolute nightmare since the Norwich game and Halo on the sleeve. What? How many wins? One in seven, is it? One win in seven. So that, there it goes. We talked about the team selection, 10 changes. A lot of chat and debate in Telegram last night. Uh, Joe, I'll come to you this, about complacency, uh, maybe poor attitudes. Uh, certainly, maybe there was a lack of intensity. But do you do you believe there was a massive amount of complacency on on, on that you saw at least on Saturday or not? No, it was just. Uh, I thought the like I say, you look at that first twenty minutes, and there's no complacency on show. There is it. We're absolutely just tearing them apart, time after time after time, and we're just getting totally on top of them. But we don't score a goal, and that's just how football goes. If you don't score when you're on top, and all of a sudden that sort of mentally you just think, oh, is this going to be our day and things like that. And, and then they score and it goes that way. But no, c- certainly not a complacency from there. I'm sure we'd have showed them all the respect we they deserved and earned over the cup run and McKenna and you've got Sam Morsey on the pitch for 90 minutes. He isn't a, he isn't a man that lets that, that lets that happen with a team. And I think it was probably a good thing that Sam Morsey played yesterday because firstly, I thought he looked a little bit rusty, which is unlike him. He's normally the best player on the pitch sort of most weeks and also he knows how much it hurt being on that pitch as well losing that game and he will not let that happen again he is a sort of true standard set a heartbeat of the team and I think it's good I think it's good he was out there with them going through that because he will ensure we bounce back over the rest of the season yep um Dave um I mean we, we talked about uh poor bad in both boxes basically poor defending poor finishing um the atmosphere, Dave. Uh, we we season ticket holders moved around. We obviously gave a huge amount of the cobbled stand to Maidstone. Quite rightly, fair enough. Um, midday kick or twelve thirty kickoff. The atmosphere really didn't help, did it? Was no again. Maybe was there to, to the point I put to Joe. Was there maybe some complacency amongst the fan base? The chat was, mentioned so, it. And again, no no disrespect meant at all to Maidstone. Was it ever going to be a sort of white hot fever pitch atmosphere against Maidstone? It just it just wasn't was it no a little Especially bit of championship you're having a laugh but that was about as yeah as yeah, it got yeah yeah so no i don't i don't i mean i did see i did see one point which i suppose is quite a valid point someone posted i think on our telegram not sure who it was or maybe even been on twitter i did look at that and then quickly didn't but um but someone said were we complacent were we a touch arrogant and not going in the game with a recognized Number nine, recognised centre yeah. forward. I mean, that, yeah. If if and and thoughts on? Uh, I know that probably Ladapo had to go at that time because it might have been Charlton, and and that's the cue. Um, but would he have made a difference on Saturday for you, Dave? <sighs> Possibly. Do you, do you know what I think? Jackson may have done, may have been mm. running, running beyond them though. But again, they were so deep. Would it? Would it? Oh, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, but maybe you, you think even on the bench, how no, could we have named to recognise number nine? What's more disrespectful or arrogant? Starting Nathan Broadhead or starting Jared Buabo up front? Oh no, no, no! I totally, yeah, I, I, I tell you, I, perhaps I would perhaps established. Let's say established, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jackson was. What was it? A strange one. I don't know. He worked hard the other night against Leicester. Maybe he has got a slight. Maybe he has got a slight niggle. Um. As for Ladapo, would he? I mean, you know, put him in. Perhaps would he have been in the? Would he have been in the area where a Luco? Yeah, maybe puts that one away. Um, look, who, who knows? But yeah, look, I'm pleased he's got his move away and hopefully, you know, regular football for him. Um, you know, his his absence will be will perhaps be more acutely apparent. In the next few days, wouldn't it? Saying, let me let you let us know on Friday, then, yeah, okay. yeah, I think yeah. so. Fair dudes. Um, final one, Joe. Uh, I'll chuck some extras in here. Uh, it was the anniversary on Saturday of our 4 1 defeat to Man City in the FA Cup fourth oh. round 2002 or two, would have been 2003, wouldn't it? And Niall his goal that shouldn't have stood because it wasn't a corner. Um, very quickly, uh, Gary's mentioned it, and I, I was feeling this at the time. You've mentioned the Edmondson penalty. Um, Anthony Taylor, uh, an elite official, Joe, but did you get the sense that he was quite keen to help level things out a little bit? It did feel like every marginal decision he was going to go with 
with the underdog. And I guess this is also a referee who's used to VAR as well. Every mm. every single ref has VAR in, and now he's actually got to make these decisions himself with no help, and just seem to I don't know. Just I say you're not you're not expecting any help from the ref, but like the like the penalty, it's right in front of him. And when you look at it again, there is a slight angle. It looks like there's maybe minimal contact when he pulls his foot away from it. But what's he expected to do? Just leave his foot there and take the full contact of it. But there's no way the ref can see it that that closely that it's a dive, if it, if it even is one. And like I say, the Sarmiento foul is right in front of him. And he's got a handful of his shirt and you just think, oh, come on, these, these, these obvious obvious issues you're watching and when you're in the Premier League which is so sort of pernickety over little fouls as soon as there's any shirt pull anything like that it's a free kick given straight away and it's like it's almost like he thinks he's dropping down from the Premier League to the conference mm. not to what is still an FA Cup fourth round tie but yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed with him all game really exactly right. that maybe maybe was he felt a kind of release release from it all and I'm going to referee the game my way today so yeah he certainly yeah. did not his best but there we go. We can move on. I, th- I think that, that that's my list of conspiracy theories done. Um, I think Wes Burns' haircut is, is probably the, the primary one. I think we, we can all agree. Let's go to the questions. Uh, thanks, folks, for the questions. If you posted one earlier um, and you feel like I've missed it, then feel free to repost it. Stick a cue at the start. We appreciate those. Let's start with Paul, um, who's kind of getting cut into the chase, really. Um, who starts at nine at Preston? Jackson, new signing question mark feels like. Broad Bean has played his last game there. Uh, Dave, what's your take on the striker situation well you'd think if we get if we get a new signing if we do get a new striker in sooner rather than later this week it will be him won't it yeah well it won't be ali al hamadi because he's playing in he's playing for iraq Iraq, isn't he so he He yeah he's not unavailable so yeah so Um, you would think if we get someone through the door in the building as it were sort of earlier rather than later this week it will certainly be um it will certainly be him otherwise it'll it'll be jackson yeah i don't see um, Nathan Broadhead playing there again in a hurry, unless no. we're desperate. Well, I think Iraq have got a game against Jordan tomorrow. So if they lose that, they're out. So What's that? Sorry? On the they are the, the favourites. favourites. Yeah, they're, they're, in the, they're in the knockout stages, though. So <laughs> and he, he could be home at any point and sign in for us. But I'd imagine Caden Jackson will start up front, personally. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Norman. Um, assuming we sign two strikers and a fullback, um, will Aluko be deregistered to ensure we have the squad places? Uh, does anyone know the jiggery pokery on our 25? Well, well, so far we've sold, we've got rid of Scarlett and Ladapo, haven't we? And they've been replaced by Travis and Sarmiento. So that leaves us back level. If we sign Al Hamadi, he's under 21. So doesn't I think count. he's okay. So he doesn't mm. count. And then it's, Williams, if we sign a fullback, it's because Williams is going back. I don't think, I think if Williams is staying, we don't sign a fullback, but that looks like that will happen. So, yeah, then one of the others will need to go out, whether it's a Luco or Lee Evans or a permanent deal is done for somebody else somewhere along the yeah, line. Well, Paul, Paul asked that question. Dave, any any speculation? Do you want to set any deaf info that you want to put out there? No, not really. I mean, leave permanently, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, this, that's for permanent. No. I don't know. I mean, this, this talk of maybe Cam Humphreys potentially going out on loan, but I mean, that will become, as Joe said, that will probably become more apparent if we get another, perhaps a fullback in. Um, but as it stands, I don't really see unless deregistering. Um, it's got very quiet about Lee Evans. Is he, is he anywhere close to being fit at all? Do we know? About March. I think the sort of start of March. Did he say March? So he's not, yeah, it's not a million month. miles off. Yeah. I guess the only, the only people that will go out permanently are those whose contracts are up this summer because anyone yeah. else is going to hang on in case they get a big whacking great promotion bonus which is already built into their <laughs> contract so if they've got like Ladapo he's got 18 months on his contract well he's not going to walk away from no. having his money doubled next season whether he stays or goes is he so there which so I guess that leaves Janoi Dinashin who's not been fit for a long time Dominic mm-hmm. Ball who really does seem in a little bit no man's land because he's, he's yeah. almost like fifth choice central midfielder third choice fullback so he, he is the sort of senior player whose contracts up this summer who doesn't really have a role in sort of the starting 11 or the second 11 almost so i think if anyone were to go he'd probably be quite high up the list and he probably would quite fancy getting a getting a jump on anyone else ahead of becoming a free agent in the summer and having to find a club at that point yep yep 
um good shout there joe um uh, callum's here Kofan. um trying to find out as much as we can ahead of uh, maybe uh, if they defeat sheffield wednesday the game against uh, maidstone i hope we play our first team against some take no prisoners if we get there yeah we mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how whether modern lightning can strike twice won't it um but anyway, uh, Neil, I think we might have dealt with this, Dave. It's a time that some of our fringe players who won't be going out alone get some game time in the under-21s. I mean, well, Joe, do you want to deal with that one? Yeah, the under twenty, the standard waste is just time. not... It's, it's a bit of a waste of time, really. And most of the people in the under-21s that would maybe drag the stand-up a bit are out on load anyway. So you are talking about... You're almost dropping them back to playing almost like the under-18s. And McKenna values his training sessions as much tougher than the under 21s competition that's why even the likes of cam humphreys elkin baggett very very rarely play for the under 21s okay yeah a few people talking about um yeah ball out on loan and yeah yeah um colin asks about um gallagher a few people asking if we is gallagher a panic or a, it feels like gallagher has been a long-term target but it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen does it a lot of chat that it's kind of well thursday it's now or never but is this ship sailed? Have we have we got to move on, Dave? I mean, yeah, almost. Look, are they playing? Yeah, are they playing a big the the Venkies? Are they playing a big game of bluff? Perhaps, perhaps they are. I don't know. You know, but if they're not going to sell, they're not going to sell. And seemingly, they're saying they're not going to sell at any price. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. So clearly, they'll no doubt leave it till the leave it till the last minute to um to jack the price up. However, um, when they're talking the week of bit of some ridiculous bit of 15 million for for uh Walton. and the young the young mm. young midfield player was it palace i think yeah. um you know uh, i suppose as far as blackburn's concerned is it's the old thing isn't it you know okay get rid of him um i think it's widely pretty well known that he's the highest earner there i think he's got another perhaps he's got another year he's got another option i think on his contract which i don't think they're too keen keen no. to, to, to say honor let's honor it but i don't think they'd rather get him or get him away but um yes yeah, a case of perhaps them getting someone else in first so yeah it's that old domino effect again isn't it to a degree yeah um fpl asks you did you enjoy the surprise in the cricket at least i'm gonna shrug my shoulders oh, like man. alan partridge at cricket unbelievable but... unbelievable i mean the kid the, the kid I'm sorry, since it's a cricket pod, but poor young Hartley. I mean, we all, well, you, I don't follow it on the Telegram group on Thursday, first day. He goes for like 65 in his first eight or nine overs. Absolutely hammered. So, how, how nice it is. Come back, seven wickets. Incredible. What a test match. Brilliant. To win a yeah, test man. match, to win any test match in India is tough. But to win it how we did it was just incredible. Ollie Pope, unbelievable. Yeah, brilliant. There you, go. you could just have tell me that, you may as well have told me that they could have, they've revamped current affairs day four. Like yeah, boycott, boycott played well. Rich yeah, boycott did he? Yeah, really well. yeah, yeah, tough, really well. yeah, yeah, tough yeah. not get a wicket or two. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, tough as, uh, tough as boycott well. Both Thank you the folks over on Facebook who have given us a thumbs up. Did, make many. did he? Sean, Mark, Gareth, um, and our mate Sully. If you're watching on YouTube as well, do give us a thumbs up. Uh, it might drag a few people over here as well. And do subscribe as well. We've just hit another milestone. So, um, yeah, looking to, to get we're, 4K is next. So, um, yeah, do help us out in that little respect as well. And content will come your way as a result of it as well. Um, David yeah. asking about um, uh, probably about money, Joe, here, but an FFP probably interaction. Um, why, why the little amount? available for players when it seemed like we had a few million i guess it's it's difficult for us to anticipate what's good to understand what's going on because we're we're not behind the scenes we're not the ones getting the checkbooks out but there is some constraints aren't there and uh, the business the market doesn't appear to be a huge you know huge amount of volume is there no the market the market just isn't really moving is it and that's from the very very top of it down like there's talk today of i think aston villa trying to buy morgan rogers for sort of an eight-figure fee and that's uh, i think the only big fee that's been spent by a Premier League club, as in anything more than a nominal fee, is Tottenham signed a Romanian defender from Genoa. That's like the only transfer so far. It's been so, so quiet. But if we if we are, we're obviously pushing to try and get Ali Al-Hamadi and, and Sam Gallagher over the next few days. If we get both of them, well, that's going to be three or four million quid, isn't it, spent yeah. sort of some, somewhere in that range. So there, there obviously is the money there because we are pushing for both of them. So it's just a case of getting them over the line. But it's just it's real slim pickings, isn't it, And in the market at the moment. And you sort of like, so you look around and there's just, there's just nothing happening. Mm. No. Yep. Yep. And, and, and I don't think, you know, I'm talking about Gallagher, out of contract in the summer potentially. I know he's got the extension, but... We're not going to chuck money, big money at a player whose contract is up. There's got a bit of common sense in there. You've got to panic and just yeah, chuck money it. at the problem. Um, 
Yeah. Well, there, there, there is a chance, you, there is a chance you overpay slightly for him, but that's January. Guess, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. The, the alternative is you bring someone else in on loan, and that is just a six month yeah, or someone for dead money. Where if you could get, um, yeah. yeah, if you could get Gallagher in on a permanent on a two and a half year contract, and he's someone that you've wanted for a long time, he was like he was five million when Blackburn bought him from Southampton. Mm. He's got a decent record there, so it's not like he's been a failure i reckon he is someone that works well in our system and and then you've got that and then you've got the sort of wild card of ali alhamadi who seems yeah, to proper seems to yeah look look really good and mm. obviously it's a big step up for him and you can't expect someone to come from league two to the championship and leave the line from promotion changer chaser for 90 minutes week in week out but he is also someone that you could sign and he come in and be worth 10 times what you pay for him in 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 12 months time and mm-hmm. seems like we're still in for the fullback from Sheffield Wednesday. Marvin Johnson seems yeah. bubbling along, is it still? A little seemingly? bit of posturing around that, isn't there? Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, two questions on, again, play possible outs or, or, or queries of players from, from Saturday. Neil asked about two and Zabie. Dave, he's not really putting pressure to play regularly. Obviously, Edmondson's come in whilst Burgess has been away. And Charlie D asks about Jack Taylor as well. Your, your yeah, thoughts on whether he's a fit and whether two and Zabie's a fit as well Cardiff well, what, what it showed there. I think what it showed Saturday I, I thought Taylor had a really good impact the other night coming on against well as, as all the subs did coming on against Leicester I thought he really he really did push us on but what I think it showed showed me yesterday that he's, he's not ready to certainly not ready to displace Luongo a fit a fit and you know round to go Luongo in that centre he's not ready to displace him yet I don't think he's just a bit like a bit like Broadhead at the moment Broadhead is just not quite on it is he? he's just first touch isn't quite there i thought you know perhaps last season he had that sort of seemingly that like you know two or three yard for burst of pace which is just not quite th- i know he's playing in a perhaps a strange position for him yesterday but he's just off it isn't he just recently mm. it's, it's it's a don't know just can't just can't quite put your finger on it you know we all know he's technically he's technically brilliant and technically no doubt he's probably our best player technically well okay let's put Hutchison and Samiento to one side they're lone players but yeah it's uh it's, a, it's an odd one Taylor yeah yeah that hasn't quite done it I mean he was just itching for Taylor to you know to Taylor to get you know get the ball it's on the edge of the box and, and unload one but it just didn't again just didn't happen and it hasn't perhaps just hasn't fallen for him lately but yeah, it's still still fairly early days, but for us, it's quite a big fee. Well, if if it was as reported, one and a half million, that's a sort of hefty fee for us. And he's not, to me, he's not really pushing Luongo. If it is Luongo, he's, he's, which is the position, he's not pushing him hard enough yet. I don't think. No, no, Joe, your thoughts whether whether Taylor's maybe a more of a ten than an eight or whatever we're playing him at. Maybe that's his role. I don't know. Mm. I don't think we really play the eight, which is where no. it probably is more natural. So we're trying to play more as the sort of six slash eight if you're sort of going all down number terms but I think I think when the game is quite open and there's space to run into like the Leicester game where you can turn beat a man in midfield and then you've got 10-15 yards ahead of you to move and make something happen I think he's good but when it's a game like yesterday which I thought I thought he was okay yesterday but when it's a game where you're just trying to break down a team he's not he's more a sort of impact player than he is a mm. sort of Tacker sort of guy, and yeah, probably wasn't really the game for him. But I, th- I think he's been, I think he's been fine for us. But I think he's probably just struggling a little bit with a step up into the championship. I know we played there previously for Peter, but, but step up because you've you've gone from a League One sort of playoff mid-table side to a championship top two side. It's a big jump, isn't it, to go from there? Maybe if we were 12, 14 from the championship, he'd be doing better and growing with us but at the moment we've we've grown so quickly it's difficult to keep up but yeah we, we chase him for so long there's no doubt we've we'll have a plan for him and we'll keep going with it yeah and and Luongo's standard generally has been yeah. so high hasn't it this season mm. as well he's just been superb hasn't he but there's but there's been the odd game where Luongo's just been I, I wouldn't like to say no, I agree but there's certain games like I thought West Brom away even a couple of games like that where he just when they've got three in there and he just does not have the legs to get around as much as you need to when you've got a really travel but like I said generally he's been a superb signing and has been fully fully deserving this is one year contract extension he's got but there, there yeah. are certain games where he he really struggles in there at yep. this level because he's never played at the top end of the league either yep yep um 
very briefly, Peter, I think, is a is a stone span. Uh, yesterday was a great result for us. Another day, you've got five. Never going to match Ipswich for skill, but they've got heart. Big questions for your defence down the middle. Yeah, fair summary there. Peter was expecting a few more Maidstone fans, and 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 maybe I've missed them in the chat fans of other clubs as well, but we seem to have gone away unscathed generally at 56 minutes. A few bits and pieces to, um, to call out before we do some summings up around transfer business in Preston. Uh, I saw another 2-1 cup defeat for an Ipswich Town team this afternoon. ITFC women uh, losing out to Portsmouth in the Portsmouth, Portsmouth, easy for for me to say, in the FA Women's National League Cup. Um, It took a worldie in extra time um, to see off town, who uh, were really decent, actually, in the the second half and probably should have won the game in normal time, but just couldn't get that goal. A bit of an iffy opener for them via Sophie Quirk after a goalkeeping, a little bit of a mix-up at the back there. But Bonnie Horwood got us back on terms via a penalty and then, yeah, Nicole Barrett with an absolute worldie fair play. Um, if you're going to lose the game, you may as well uh, to a great goal. So was there was there double drumming? Double drumming. There was going double drummage there, and um, it, but it didn't make much of a difference. Sadly, my voice is a little bit deeper than normal, but um, but we'll be back next week. Um, a great opportunity to get revenge, and now we know really what the what the challenge is from Portsmouth when we play them in the league, trying to get the league form back on for uh, back back on track. But yeah, disappointing to lose out there. Um, in terms of business here on the podcast, uh, it's hopefully an exciting week for us. If if business is done pretty uh, quickly in the next two days i'd imagine that one or two of us will come and react like we have before maybe we get uh, dan from uh, the blackburn podcast back again and he can talk to us about gallagher hopefully that will happen um, but otherwise i think uh, joe you and craig are getting on your yellow outfits for thursday night aren't you yeah we, we are planning for a big deadline day special hopefully all the business is done tomorrow so we can just sit there with our feet up for it instead and have it, have it as a window overview, but yeah, there's a feeling it could go down to the wire, and if it does, we will be there Covering with the news. All. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um, and probably what we'll do is that's Thursday, so it might be that Seb and I go live eight to nine and do the Preston pre-match, and then Craig and Joe step in, or maybe we pre-record the pre-match and yeah, just go live with Craig. And I'm, I'm okay to take a walk over the heath and hang around outside Playford Road if you want. So oh, you can be us. Yeah, you can be the guy outside the car park. Man yeah. on the ground. He gets yeah. accosted by fans with, um, no, I'm not going to say that word. Yeah. <laughs> well, so should be plenty of action, hopefully, um, either way, either it's pre-match and or it's uh, it's transfer deadline day. So keep your eyes posted on our socials and our website, Blue Monday ITFC, the link. Um, bluemondayitfc.co.uk for all the links for all of our uh, YouTube staff uh, podcast links and the Telegram group as well because um, now is the time to get your free trial you can get take advantage of another few days of transfer chat before I shut that nonsense down for another five months <laughs> so get you, get you fill your boots while you can before I'm miserable and shut it all down and then obviously we'll be back next Sunday talking about Preston after the fact live 8pm here again on YouTube and then on co- podcast afterwards Guys, uh, we've we talked, I think, a little bit about transfer business. Let's talk very briefly about Preston and your thoughts about that in terms of context and the game that we saw on Saturday. It, it's an important game to get to bounce back at, really, isn't it, because of Saturday. But worth noting that Preston dropped out of the top six since we played them, the, the 4-2 that we had earlier in the season. Really up and down form, isn't it, there? Really and maybe patchy. a little bit pressure on the manager, Dave. Um, yeah. What's your take? Really, really patchy form. Really patchy form, haven't they? Didn't we? We, we went there in pre-season, didn't we? We beat them we in did. pre-season. 2-1, two, 2-1, two, I think. Yeah. We beat them pre-season. Um, you know, it's, it's these next 18 games, and the old cliche, a cup tie, every one of them. And Joe summed it up really well. You know, all we got to do is probably accumulate more points than more points. Yeah, it's going to be Southampton or Leeds are only, what, two or three points behind now. But you'd think Southampton um, accumulate more points than them over 18 games and the job's done. But, um, yeah, it won't be easy. Um, I saw Preston. Well, Preston turned over Leeds there just, uh, what, New Year's was Day? Or, or over, certainly over Christmas. I think it perhaps was New Year's Day, I think. Um, maybe Boxing Day, I can't remember. But um, So it's not going to be easy. But, um, yeah, look. We'll certainly go there with the right attitude after um, after yesterday for sure. There won't be any certainly won't be you know complacency next Saturday. And with a like I said earlier, with maybe one, maybe two, maybe three potential new signings to give the squad a lift. Yeah, you've got to go there with um, you've got to go there with confidence. Twelfth in the league, Joe. Only one win in the last five. Um, Drew with Millwall. Um, 
at the weekend though they went in cup action which is not a terrible result i guess and but home form seven wins and five defeats in there and the rest draws it's it's a it's it's a it's a game on paper that we shouldn't have a huge amount to fear about but you just don't know which Preston team's going to turn up today's point no no they start the season flying didn't they and they were right up with us at the top of the league when we beat them and but they are, I think the manager's under a fair bit of pressure up yeah. there. They're, they're not really progressing at the moment. They're just they're just drifting into what will be an, 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 an inevitable mid-table finish. So it's just a case of this sort of game where if you can go up there, be right on it and get get going right from the very start, you should, you could, you, it's, it's, a, it's a very winnable game, isn't it, to go up yeah. there and do that. But as with any game in the championship, they've got enough quality to hurt you if you're not, if you're not quite at it 100%. So we just need to make sure that we are. Yep. Yep, spot on. Well, we'll be back, as you said, to talk about it on the pre-match show. Thank you, everyone, for joining in the chat. Hopefully we dealt with... Oh, and uh, Will Keane will be there. Maybe, uh, well, if Mullet's listening, he'd be hopeful that we maybe if we if we don't get Gallagher, maybe we get Keane. That'd be a nice bit of a twist in the tail, wouldn't it? But thank you, everyone. Hopefully we we dealt with Maidstone in the best way possible. Uh, we've ticked off all the kind of emotional reaction, the conspiracy theories, and rashly thought ahead about what, what follows next. And obviously... It's league action against Preston. It's getting some business done, isn't it? So keep your eyes peeled here on Blue Monday. Do give us a thumbs up and subscribe. We've got everything covered. Dave's hanging out and stalking what's going on at Playford Road. Joe's got his ties out as well and yellow jacket. I'm sure that'll be worthwhile checking in on Thursday as well. Have a great week. Um, And if you're still a little bit delicate after Saturday, we'll just keep off the socials and maybe don't watch Sky Sports for a bit. And then uh, hopefully the world will forget. But congratulations to Maidstone. The magic of the FA Cup strikes again. We wish them all the very best in the next round. And for us, the cliche goes back to the league. Have a great week, folks, and we will see you soon. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.